Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. It has been a joy to talk to you about church and government. And we're going to a series right now called Engaging Government Biblically. This is our third episode, and today we'll get into nonpartisanship. This is one of our core values as a ministry, and we believe is also a value that Christians should hold on to as they seek to engage government. Greg, what does it mean to be nonpartisan as we engage government? Well, we... We're going through our core values right now, and these values, they build onto each other. So nonpartisan by itself doesn't accomplish anything. It's it's being built on the foundation of Christ-centered and grace-driven. So nonpartisan ultimately begins with where does our citizenship lie? Nonpartisan is an understanding that I am not a citizen of this world. I am a temporary resident of this place. Nonpartisan is understanding that as a temporary resident, I still care about the affairs of this place, but my ultimate allegiance is to a different king. Mm -hmm. And notice how we use the word nonpartisan. That is a very important word. Nonpartisan does not mean bipartisan. Bipartisanship often means I water down the truth so that I can appease both sides. Also doesn't mean partisanship. Partisanship means I'm blind to some of the truth to justify the side I'm on. Nonpartisan simply means this. I am loyal to none. Mm -hmm. My allegiance is outside of this game. Mm -hmm. My allegiance is to the king of kings, and where he stands is where I stand. Mm -hmm. It reminds me in Joshua, when Joshua was preparing for the battle of Jericho, and an angel of the Lord's army shows up, the commander of the armies. Mm -hmm. And Joshua approaches this man. This is what he says. When Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua approached him and asked, are you for us? Or are you for our enemies? Neither, he replied. I have now come as the commander of the Lord's army. Then Joshua bowed down with his face to the ground and worshiped and asked him, what does my Lord want to say to his servant? The commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, remove the sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did that. I want to point out two things here. One is the angel and Joshua. Mm -hmm. First, the angel did not play the game. Mm -hmm. I'm not here for either of you. I'm here to carry out the Lord's will. But notice Joshua's response. Joshua didn't play the game either. He didn't immediately go into, let me convince this angel. Like somehow I can convince the leader of the Lord's army mm -hmm. to join my cause. What did he do? He submitted. What do you want? Where do we side? We side with those who side with God, period. Mm. And here's something I know, Leo. 
The word of God is inconvenient for all people. All means all, and that is all that all means. Meaning if I'm a Republican, it is inconvenient. If I'm an independent, it's inconvenient. If I'm a Democrat, Green Party, Libertarian Party, Constitutional Party, Labor Party, and every other party made up under the sun, Mm. it's inconvenient. Yes. And there's times it's convenient. We are made in the Lord's image, and there are things that we do that do line up with his word. Our goal Mm. is to highlight both. Mm -hmm. So we wrote for nonpartisan Leo. Christ does not fit into any political ideology. Mm-hmm. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom, not of this world. As his ambassadors, it is important that we keep the independent voice. We are not bipartisan, which is allegiance to both. Neither are we partisan, which is allegiance to one. We are non-partisan, which is allegiance to no political party. Mm-hmm. And this foundation is essential if you're Christ-centered, because if you're not Christ-centered, you can easily fall in one of these other ditches. Mm -hmm. But it's also why I believe our ministry has been so fruitful. We have equally ministered to both and made it very clear where allegiance rests, and that's with King Jesus. Mm. So, Greg, thank you for the definition. Thank you for explaining why. But things can get pretty complicated. They sure can. As we try and seek to engage um, in the civic arena, in, in voting, in tr- helping in elections, in looking for candidates that represent our values, and even as we engage you know, with, our, with our leaders in the state. Can you share with us more on how can we apply that practically as yeah, believers and shepherds? Our temporary residence is complicated. Uh, we live in a constitutional republic. The vast majority of the world has a constitutional republic today. In a lot of the world, you just vote political party. You don't even vote the person. Mm-hmm. And they break up the seats in parliament by the percentage that the political party got. Mm-hmm. The United States and Great Britain, it's called first past the post. The, first, the person that gets the most votes goes to serve in office. So here, a lot of people vote split ticket, same in the United Kingdom. But other parts of the world, you can't vote split ticket. You just pick. So what are we to do? We're just not supposed to vote? Well, no. We've had a whole episode about that. We want to be good stewards with what God gave us. So here's what we really need to break down nonpartisan. It means it's not your identity. Mm -hmm. In this political system you're likely going to choose a political party. Mm-hmm. And some Christians are going to become hyper-involved in that political party. But here's when things break down. It's when it becomes your identity. When you are discerning what you believe through that lens and you're discerning how you think about other people through that lens. So right now in the United States of America, most evangelicals vote Republican. Not all, most. When... Partisanship becomes your identity. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. That person is a Christian because they're Republican. Mm. That person's godly because they're Republican. Or that person is not a Christian or that person's ungodly because they're Republican. Mm -hmm. You can't say that. A person is a Christian simply on whether or not they believe in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And his resurrection, 
period. Mm -hmm. Paul says to no longer view people from a human perspective, mm -hmm. but rather to view them saved, unsaved. Mm -hmm. That's the lens we want to view them through. And Paul says, I want to be able to minister to both, Jew and Gentile, and I'll do whatever it takes to minister to both. Mm -hmm. So the big question you need to ask yourself, is your political identity changing the way you view people? That odds are you are not nonpartisan mm. in spirit. And also, what's forming your political beliefs? What's determining how you vote? Is it a talk show that likes to, that's maybe left-leaning or right-leaning that relates with you? Is it a certain news channel that gives you that certain news you want to hear? Or is it the Word of God? Because the Word of God should be challenging you. If you have not been challenged in your political beliefs, I will charge with you today that you're partisan. Hmm. Every one of us every day should be challenged how we view our money, how we view our time, how we view our lives, how we view every aspect of our lives when it comes to the Word. Sanctification isn't complete. And what the Word of God has done to me, it's made me a complicated voter, and it's made me often confused. Mm -hmm. And what I ultimately have to do is I'm not voting for Jesus on this side of eternity. Mm -hmm. I wish I was. <laughs> I look forward to the day when King Jesus rules and reigns absolutely. Amen. But until then, I'm going to pick. I'm going right. to pick who I think is best to serve my neighbors. And sometimes I do vote both sides, but most times I don't. Mm -hmm. and most times I vote with one particular party, and I'm not sharing which one. But I believe that party... And that person that they've chosen is the one that's best for my neighbors. I know they're not perfect. All have fallen short of the glory of God. They're going to make mistakes. And I want to be there with the word to point them out. And I'm also going to do that. The person that I didn't vote for wins. I'm going to love and I'm going to minister to them the same. And that's what it means to be nonpartisan. I'm not attaching value to your party affiliation. Mm -hmm. So if you're involved in a political party, that's not wrong. If you're voting for a political party, that's not wrong. If you're registered with a political party, that's not wrong. Mm -hmm. What's wrong is when you identify it as you and you identify it as biblical. That's when things fall apart. That's great, Greg. Now, Greg, there's another option. Is withdrawing ourselves from our civic duties an option? That's the lazy option and no. And that's something that's growing in the church, and that's also concerning. God did not put us here for us to pull back. He kept us here. He wants us to be a minister to this place. And what we're finding now is so many younger pastors and Christians, they didn't like how partisan things were. So the solution is to completely pull back. Well, that leaves a section of the culture without the gospel, without the word. And it's not just any section of culture. It's an institution that God made. Right there in the New Testament, Romans 13, clear as day, God instituted it. And in case we missed it, Peter mentions it again in 1 Peter 2. Right there in the New Testament, we can't leave it. We got to do it right. There is a God-honoring way to engage in our civic system that both serves our neighbors. Our neighbors need government. Our neighbors need grocery stores. Our neighbors need roads. They need so much infrastructure. 
How do we love our neighbors and neglect the institution that serves them significantly? One that God said was needed to be made. Our God loves justice. How do we ignore the institution of justice? How do we ignore the institution that is dealing with sin that says, what do I do when this parent neglects or abuses their child mm -hmm. and has to make a judgment call to remove them or not? Yes. Then what is that institution supposed to do with that child? Mm -hmm. If the church isn't there, who's going to help them? Who's going to help them see? How do they... What do you do with a broken family? And what, how do we know if it's even broken? And in our system we have today, we get to choose. doesn't mean the choices are always going to go perfectly. We need honor. Mm -hmm. But there are many choices that do go well. There are many people the Lord has risen up through time that are his people serving his institution here today. Mm -hmm. I know members of both parties that are true born-again Christians as much as I can tell with my eyes. Yeah. We have to. We have to get it right. We need to minister. And I really believe how hyper-partisan our culture has gotten in America today. This is going to be a great way for the church to stand out and bring the gospel. We're going to help people put aside hyper-partisanship, and we're going to help people govern again. And we're going to do it through the Word of God and proclaiming Jesus, and he's going to get the glory. We can be a witness today in this hyper-partisan world by choosing not to run away from it, but engage in it the way the Lord did. God has always called us to swim upstream. Mm. He didn't call us to swim downstream with the culture. He also didn't call us to sit on a river raft and gently coast down there either. Get out of the raft and let's swim up and let's do it together. And together, we can actually get upstream. That's great, Greg. Now, Greg, to end our time, how do we keep unity in the church and witness in our community when we have perhaps brothers and sisters affiliate, affiliated with different parties? You're going to have people in your family that are affiliated with different parties. You're going to have people in the church affiliated with different parties. It might be the most, one of the more uniform places, but you're still going to have differences. And you most certainly are going to in your neighborhood. Build your foundation on the Word of God and always go there. Use the Word to sift through what you believe. How does the Word shape the way you view the environment? How does the Word shape the way you view taxes and spending? How does the Word shape the way you view immigration and criminal justice and all the issues that are facing? Mm -hmm. And as a Christian with another Christian, use the Word of God to iron sharpen iron. What a great chance to grow together hmm. in the Lord. I'd encourage you to find someone that thinks differently than you and say, let's build our case together through the Holy Scriptures. Mm -hmm. Let's turn there. But then also use that opportunity as discussions are coming up with your neighbors. Point them to the things and the principles in the Bible mm -hmm. to highlight the things you're talking about. If we can turn off partisanship and turn on Christ-centeredness, We can use the issues of today to witness. Billy Graham was phenomenal at this. Billy Graham would gather all sorts of people, different 
ethnic backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, political backgrounds, social economic status, you name it. He gathered them and he would help them connect the word of God to their day-to-day lives, including the very issues their communities were facing. Mm. That is what it means to be a faithful witness. And that's what God's peoples have done for millenniums. And that's what we want to do right here in the United States, in this world, in the 21st century. Amen, Greg. That's good. The word has to be the foundation for everything that we believe. Uh, in every issue that we discuss. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for joining us today for one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. We we finished our third episode. That is half of our series, Engaging Government Biblically. We look forward to talking to you about partnership-minded, relationally built, and being prayer-focused as we seek to engage government. So thank you for joining us today. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com church.